0: Hello, my friends. How I have missed you. You are so great. I'm sure you missed me, too. Where have I been and what have I been doing? This podcast will answer all your questions. (laughs) I just made up words to the song. Oh, my God. (laughs) Isn't life fun? Oh, hi, everybody. Well, first of all, babe, how are you? What is going on with you? The last time we talked was March, I think. So, how have you been? What's going on? Are you, um, are you doing well? I love your hair. It looks really good like that. Don't change it. Keep That is your look. Um, yeah, I have... Uh, I'm gonna, so, here's what's going to happen. It has been... I literally, literally had to dust off my fucking equipment, and then I forgot how to use it, and my voice wasn't coming into the recording. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this podcast ever again. My equipment doesn't work. I, don't, I can't figure it out. I'm not smart enough to figure this out. And then there's one little button here on the, uh, on the, uh, the switchboard. Yeah, it's 1900, and I'm, I'm working at a switchboard. Um, But anyway, I just pressed the one button and it worked. So I was really glad. So here I am. So it's been about three months. What have I been doing? So I'm going to catch you up. We also had the one year anniversary of Babe in there, uh, which I unceremoniously did nothing for. Um, But we're, we're, we're back in. We're back into it because I am reclaiming my fucking time. Reclaiming my time. So Uh, But since the last podcast, which was in March, I think, I've been thinking a lot about all of you and what you might want to hear and uh, been listening to a lot of podcasts. I've been doing a lot of driving. Um, I've been traveling all around New York State, (laughs) not to brag, but uh, yeah, Syracuse, Albany. Uh, New York City, which has been really fun. Um, But I have a lot of time in the car, and I've been listening to some great podcasts. And some podcasts have really great little features, like viewer mailbag or or listener mail. I don't get any listener mail. Um, I I could make it up, but somebody send me something. I'll give you my email address at the end of this episode. Um, uh, also talking about um, the last episode and, and what's happened since. I'm, I kind of want to do that uh, and then get into the main topic, right? Uh, and then maybe end with some sort of Zen thing for the for you to take home, a take home for you to, uh, think about and so today's take home is that you have to google or youtube search maxine waters reclaiming my time i want every one of you every one of my tens of listeners to be saying reclaiming my fucking time by the end of this podcast so What have I been doing? I've been traveling a lot. I love my job, you guys. It's been seven months, seven or eight months. And I know nobody, everybody likes to hear complaints and negative things because that's fun. But I really, I fucking love my work. I, it's it's not even working at all to quote my mother, uh, it is, it's not, it's, I, I never mind going into work, ever. Uh, I love it, I love my coworkers. I love what I do, I love the end result of what I do, I'm living up my passions, child, mm-hmm. So work is really good, and I get to travel a lot. So because I've had to travel a lot, I feel guilty. <laughs> Raised Catholic, uh, I have guilt built in, and I'm like, oh my God, my family—they must miss me so when I'm gone for two days. But uh, so when I get home, I feel kind of guilty, just you know, plugging in and, and disappearing. So I haven't, I haven't uh, had time to do this podcast. Uh, as much as I'd like. And I, I feel like 30 episodes is pretty good to, uh, for a year. I, I, I have a year in here. We're in year two of Babe. Hi. D- I'm, I am really sorry it's been so long. It's, it's never been so long. But, so we're in year two. And a part of reclaiming my fucking time is making time to do this podcast. Despite all the other things I have to do, I am, uh, I'm dedicated. So, uh, but that's, that's going to come later. So what else have I been doing Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, Mamie took the stage. And I realized, it's kind of segue into the, the topic here, but I realized that committing to doing a drag show months before gave me a huge diversion, like something to focus on that wasn't the, f- the fucking dumpster fire that is the United States of America right now. So um, my focus early on was concept drawings. What will make me look like? How will she appear? I had costume changes in mind. I had a, a backup encore number, just in case. And let me just tell you, <laughs> I um, I said, I have a, uh, an encore in case uh, you know the crowd goes wild, and then they want to hear me do another song. And uh, uh, the drag queen in charge of the pageant said, you're gonna collect all that tip money? And I said, oh yeah, I forgot about tips. You make, people hand you dollars while you're performing, strangely. And um, he said, those other bitches will cut your throat if you take their tip money. Working two songs in a row, those dollars were meant for other queens. So then I got really afraid. So the DJ and I had worked out my second number and I was like, whatever you do, do not play, don't rain on my parade. Or I, somebody at Club Marcella is gonna slice my fucking throat. And, uh, so then it turns out these bitches did two or three numbers each. So I don't know what, uh, my friend was talking about, but I was trying to be like a respectful drag queen. Um, anyway, so, but I had concept art. (laughs) I had costume design. I, I found an amazing, uh, costume designer, my friend Karen. Uh, she took the, the drawings I made and made them come to life. Uh, and I had two costume changes, so I had to find the fabric, and I had to find shoes that would fit uh, a 12-wide man. I found uh, orange go-go boots, and I found uh, black and white, kind of like Flovogs in the front, chunky, and then a, a five-inch heel in the back. Guess what? I do not know how to walk in heels, uh, ever. I never wore heels when I did drag in the, in the 90s. So anyway, I got those things. I got opaque hose. Um, I made titties. Out of, uh, oh, I was gonna say styrofoam. Yeah, that's realistic. Um, just like foam you'd put in a pillow and uh, nylon stockings. They were huge. I was like a double F. We need to scale it down. Um, But then the wigs I I found on Etsy, Uh, I spent time searching for foam wigs. Chris March, who is an amazing uh, costume designer and drag performer, made a line of wigs at Target that were made of foam. And I thought, oh, if I could get my hands on a Chris March wig, that would be incredible. And so I found two uh, on Etsy, this woman in the Netherlands makes these wigs for drag queens. I'm assuming drag queen. I can't imagine a straight woman being like, oh, this is really a good look. I'm going to buy a a four feet tall black and white beehive to wear to uh, Target. But, uh, so I ordered those up. I spent a lot of fucking money. The makeup had to be the finest makeup I could find. So I spent hours poring over different types of makeup, theater makeup. And uh, Kat Von Dies for Sephora makes a eyeshadow line based on Divine, the the ultimate drag performer. Uh, and so there were, you know, the colors were like Baltimore, Baltimore Trash and Pink Flamingo and uh, just... They were great, so I just, I didn't go, although Rite Aid does come through with a nice uh, liquid eyeliner, I'm gonna tell you that. So um, I actually texted a friend of mine that I was getting, buying drag makeup, and he said, write eight again, Mamie. <laughs> like, no, this isn't the Mamie of the 90s. This Mamie buys her shit online and it is expensive. So now all of it's sitting in a bin in our basement, waiting for what, I don't know. But um, yeah, I started planning this in December. So last we talked, talked was March. I was rehearsing my song. I sang one song. I sang uh, the anthem, the freeing anthem, This Is Me, from, uh, what's, what's it from? Help me here. Yeah, The Greatest Showman. And it's sung by a bearded lady. And uh, I practiced it in my car for months, months, just one song, like, don't fuck up the words. You're singing one song, bitch, so get up there and sing it and don't flinch. I forgot about the heels, though. So um, this, this was incredible. It was just a great way to escape what is happening around us. I don't think I need to tell you what is happening around us. I'm going to assume that I live in a bubble where most of my friends and the people that know me and that listen to this, are sort of like-minded and can see that we are in serious fucking trouble, everyone. I don't know if you caught that <laughs> by watching the news, and uh, I sure have. So I, I've really found that doing, getting this drag thing ready was um, just a great diversion. So that's really what this podcast is about, like, diversion. Like, pulling my time away from worrying uh, and I've got to be conscious of it, but worrying about the fact that this—we are in fucking trouble—and um, worrying, worrying more about eyeshadow and elegant lashes. Eric said, "Babe, your uh, elegant lashes pa- package came today." I'm like, "Oh, oh, good! My lashes are here. I just want to—I just want to live in that world, please." Uh, so, yeah, diversions and reclaiming my time. So I spent my time uh, not listening to NPR. And then, did I ever tell you that there's a radio station here in Buffalo called Radio 930 WBen? That's my one of my. That's my best Buffalo accent. Uh, and but WBen is like a far right uh, conservative. Uh, shit show on AM radio. And I've always believed, to keep your enemies closer, like, I, I, I can learn a lot from what does the other side think, right, I'm gonna give them a minute. Like, I'd love for them to give me a minute to talk about what I believe. So I'm gonna listen to what they believe. Motherfucker I cannot even tell you the insanity that goes on on this radio station. So I put a stop to it. Like, it just would make my blood boil. I would, I, I, I couldn't take it. I was almost swerving off the road in rage. So I stopped listening to even NPR because once in a while NPR would have a story about uh, the president and then I would have to like scream and hit the brake and and my head would explode. Uh, So I thought I'm going to I'm going to not listen. I'm going to listen to one song. This is me and I'm going to sing it and I'm going to learn it. And all I listen to is one song. This is me. (laughs) So I stopped listening to the radio uh, to get my news. Where do you get your news, by the way? Um, Do you get it from Facebook? Hmm. Do you get it from HuffPost? Do you get it from USA Today? Do you get it from CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, Uh, your friends, (laughs) Radio 930? Uh, You, my God. But anyway, I just started to really throw myself into the, the drag, the drag, uh, scene that I don't belong in, by the way. (laughs) I know I'm too old, you guys. But anyway, uh, maybe I'm going to do a separate podcast about just that experience of uh, performing again. But let's just say I knocked it out of the fucking park. It was amazing for a 48 year old queen to do uh, one number in that show and then be in the pride parade where I felt like a celebrity. I'm going to tell you. Um, I had, I had young gays running up to me saying, I love you. I actually kissed one. Um, I mean, I didn't like make out, but I, ki- <laughs> I kissed this man because he kissed me. He wanted to kiss me. So I just gave him a kiss and my coworker, Sue was like, Ew, do you know him? I'm like, no, <laughs> she's like, if you, you kissed him. I said, yeah, but it's not like we made out in, in the isle card aisle at Target. You know, I am a, a, a giant drag queen on a float right now. Everybody's heightened. But uh, it just was great. I felt like I was 19 again and, um, you know, doing work in my little 60s dance moves up on this. Uh, and I say float. When, you, when I say float, I mean a, a mid-level U-Haul hitch where I was positioned on like corrugated metal and wearing go-go boots with a small heel, and I was like, motherfucker, I'm gonna fall off this thing. I used every muscle in my body, from from my fingertips to my toes, to not fall off of this thing. So uh, so that was really... Uh, it was just amazing. It was uh, uh, just... Uh, I got to live a dream, that's all I'm saying, and I got to really focus on something that wasn't um, the shit show. So, I have so that it ended right. So I, I managed to make it from like November or December when I said, "Sure, I will do this pageant," uh, and throwing everything I had—my money, my 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 heart, my my time—into creating a drag character for one night, and then this parade, which was I wore the same uh, the same costume, costume number one, '60s a go go, uh, but then it was over. So. I don't know if you know this, but you kind of come down from a drag high, <laughs> where it's like, that's all you focused on, and then it's over. So I took the next day off. and was kind of like, oh. Well, now what do I do? Like, I can't put the, I can't really focus on the fact that children are living in cages in the United States. So I should probably, I mean, I should focus on it, but I, I will cry. I will cry a lot, and my, again, the exploding head. Have you ever seen the movie Scanners? Uh, There's a scene where a man behind a news desk's head explodes. That's another uh, thing to YouTube today. Maxine Waters and Scanners' head explosion. That is my head every time I see the news. Uh, It's like a level of rage that I, I didn't know... that I could experience. So, um... Right around that same time, my friend David said, hey, you know what, we should just go to Disney for a day. <laughs> I said, for a day? He's like, I, I've done it before. He said, I went and I surprised my sister at the Magic Kingdom. I left at 6 a.m. I got a car to take me to the gates of the Magic Kingdom. I spent the day there and then left at around 8 or 9 and took a flight home and I was home by 1 a.m. Let's do it oh, my God, a light in me went on. Please, Lord, let let this be something I can do. I need magic. And then I started to think about Disney and how Disney could be at fault for all of my problems (laughs) because it painted a picture as a child, especially Epcot. I think Epcot is my number one nemesis Um, because it painted a world of the future that was going to be so bright and full of, um, just think of the ride horizons if you were ever on horizons take a ride through again on youtube because it's they demolished it but much like my dreams they were it was demolished brick by brick but it, it it portrayed a future where people are living all races are living in harmony and people are like cultivating the land and not destroying the environment and people are living in space And, um, there was lots of teleprojection and it just seemed like this is going to be my future guys. Like the first time I went to Epcot, I was 11 or 12 when it opened. And I just remember thinking, this is it, this is what the future is going to be like. And of course it's, it's sanitized, it's scrubbed, it's way too white. Um, it's embarrassing looking back, but that's, you know, how I grew up. And so, um... I feel like that level of magic where nothing is real, and I know it because I have experienced that from the, the backstage end, um, I just want it. I crave it. I have to have it. So I was like, how am I going to run this by air? Well, it's only a day, right? I'm only going to be gone a day. And then David throws in, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of your plane ticket because I have points on uh, Southwest Airlines. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going, we're going! We're going to Disney for a day! So of course my husband, my angel, babe, was supportive. And I acted like I was asking him to like bring a third partner into our relationship. <laughs> I was so nervous, like, do you wanna become a thruple? Did you know that's a word, thruple? Like when three guys are in a, well I'm sure applies to heterosexuals too. But anyway, I was like, David had this crazy idea of like, I don't know, like going to Disney for a day. And he was fine. He's like, he's, his attitude, even when I was in drag at Club Marcella, he's le- he said to a friend, whatever makes him happy. <laughs> oh, and it does. So David and I are going to Disney for a day coming up. And that's going to be a whole other podcast, what that, what that marathon is going to be like. But we are flying out. Um... So I have costume changes for this too I have two I, I bought two vintage Epcot t-shirts Off eBay um, And David said Wouldn't it be funny If we like Rode into It's a small world Wearing one thing And then As the boat emerges From the end of the ride We're wearing a Completely different Costume Hats Oh, David. But yeah, I just I think I I wish somebody would video this whole thing because it's going to be crazy. So we're leaving at like six a.m. We'll fly into Orlando, be there by nine. Uh, we're going to Uber our way to the transportation and ticket center, and we have our tickets. Uh, we went to the AAA, and the and the girl at AAA that sold us the tickets was like, "This is wild. Like, no one's ever done this before." We're like, "Yeah, yeah. Just give us the tickets." So. We have Fast Passes, and now you can tell we're old, because here's what our Fast Passes are for. Um, they are for Peter, <laughs> Peter Pan's flight, because I'm not waiting for two hours to go on a two-minute re- flight over London, but I love it so much. I need it. My soul needs this. Uh, we're Haunted Mansion, which is my absolute fave, and then um, Splash Mountain. Now. You may say to yourself, Sean, can you ride Splash Mountain with six screws or eight screws in your neck? Uh, I don't know. I actually have to call my neurologist. This takes the fun and spontaneity out of life. Because I know I'm not allowed to ride Space Mountain or Big Thunder Mountain. This was discussed before surgery. It's a very specific... Uh, warning or uh, advisement from a doctor. But I feel like Splash Mountain is okay because it's just one large drop, right? One drop from, uh, I think it's at a 90 degree angle, but you don't really jostle, it's very smooth. So anyway, I'm gonna get doctor's permission to go on Splash Mountain, but we're not waiting in line. Although I do love the line for Splash Mountain because there's speakers in the logs and all the little birds and chipmunks sing. Um, I need this. like. Do you need it too? I want to know what is your, what are you doing to survive this? You, you must be doing something. So I'm gonna find out from you uh, uh, in a bit. So uh, then uh, we we also want to take the monorail through the, the contemporary, uh, Disney's Contemporary Resort and the Polynesian Village just to get the smell in the lobby, which I hear the smell in the lobby is gone. It's a, a, a very certain smell. The Contemporary Grand Canyon Concourse has a smell too. But um, it just brings me right back to that time in my childhood when I thought the world wasn't going to implode on itself. So uh, I I need to smell that lobby. I'm smelling lobbies, everyone. (laughs) What is Sean doing to survive? He's doing drag and smelling lobbies. And then you can also take the monorail around Epcot just to see it from the window. So we're gonna, midday, hop on monorails then get back into the Magic Kingdom uh, and ride shit until 8.30. And I'm talking, like, Country Bears, Pirates, Carousel of Progress, please. Uh, I'm not, I mean, I'm not allowed to ride (laughs) the mountains, so. But David's, he's, uh, he's cool with me being kind of low-key with the rides. So, uh, I'm gonna buy a ton of shit for my, my son. I'm gonna buy him 200 ringer tees of all the different rides and characters. I'm gonna buy all kinds of merch. To bring home, because we're not, I bought a fanny pack. Uh, It's a, um, there's a really cool company called JCRT that just does plaids. And they do plaids based on um, record covers, color schemes, and movie poster color schemes, which is really cool. Um, But this bag is the pride bag, and it's a, it's hip sack. So I put it, I got babed hard yesterday by Eric. I put it on, and he was like, babe. (laughs) <laughs> a hip sack i'm like well it was a it's a high quality custom-made plaid pride hip sack so i'm gonna put the, like my little my what, what, what does somebody put in a hip i don't even know what you put in a hip sack my charger i don't know lip balm it's gonna be a hundred fucking degrees i might wear a tank top what arms exposed i actually yesterday um was the 4th of July, and I was at a family event with a tank top on, and I said, I rarely expose my arms, but it is so fucking hot that I don't care. I don't care. I'm not winning any gun contests. The the gun show is over. It's old, flabby 48-year-old arms, but guess what? It is hot, so... Um, yeah, I'm gonna, but I might wear a tank top, but then I've got the, the costume changes, uh, so I could put those in my bag too. Uh, and then we are gonna Uber back to the, which I can't even imagine trying to catch an Uber from Disney. Last time I was at Disney, Uber didn't exist. So I feel like there's gonna be 50,000 people trying to do the same thing. Uh, but then we're gonna head back to the airport and charge our phones so we can look at our pictures. And uh, I'll be back in my bed by 1 a.m. And then I'm taking the next day off to uh, relive it somehow. So uh, it's actually not as expensive as you might think to do that. Well, you know, because I have my beautiful friend David helping me. But um, it's not so bad. It's money well spent. And I, I just feel like right now I need to take time to do things to survive what's going on in the news. Uh, yesterday there was a, a parade in Washington. And I don't want to talk about it too much, but I want to just give you a, a little snippet of what happened there. Okay, this is uh, from Rolling Stone. Uh, Although the tanks did not roll down the city streets as the president wanted, uh, they instead flanked him as he gave a speech on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. The speech largely avoided politics, which is illegal, uh, by the way, for him to focus on that, focusing instead on the military. But while recapping the great military victories, Trump stumbled, failing to read the teleprompter accurately. He said that American troops in the Revolutionary War took over airports not realizing, of course, that airports did not exist in the 17-fucking-hundreds. Quote, in June of 1775, the Continental Congress created a unified army out of the Revolutionary Forces encamped around Boston and New York and named after the great George Washington, Commander-in-Chief. The Continental Army suffered a bitter winter at Valley Forge found glory across the waters of the Delaware, and seized victory from Cornwallis of Yorktown. Good so far, right? Our ar- army manned the air. It rammed the ramparts. <laughs> ah, it says, then he went off the rails and seemingly mixed up the Revolutionary War with the War of 1812. Our army manned the air. It rammed, question mark, the, tr- the ramparts. It took over airports. It did everything it had to do, and at Fort, Fort McHenry, under the rocket's red glare, had nothing but victory. When dawn came, the star-spangled banner waved defiant. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm, uh, seriously, we are so fucked, you guys. I want to I live, I want to live, I want to live. I want my son to grow old. And this doesn't look so good here. Um, Trump struggled to read the clip, claims the American military took over the airports during a battle that took place well before airplanes were ever invented. In another moment, Trump re-upped his Mars promise, vowing to plant the American flag on Mars, adding, It's happening, team. It's happening. What? Please, please get some help, sir. Although concerns ran deep among White House staff that the event would not attract a large crowd, a respectable amount of people seemed to show up, and of course, Trump bragged about it. Quote, a great crowd of tremendous patriots this evening, all the way back to the Washington Monument. But no matter how many people were actually there, one thing we can count on is that Trump and his staff will inflate the numbers starting tomorrow. And it just goes on and on. Okay, so this is just, it's lunacy and shows ignorance, but we also have concentration camps housing children in America. Is anyone concerned about this? I know that you are, I know that you are. Um, A a relative of mine who will remain, I will, HIPAA, (laughs) I will protect their anonymity, uh, at a 4th of July celebration looked at me and um, we were talking about how stores waste food and how food, you know, if it's a, it's past its expiration date, they can't sell it, and a lot of times they throw it away. And my relative, woman or man, old or young, I will not tell you. This person said to me, "I know it's not the same thing, but this is just like that migrant situation at the border." And I I will avoid this conversation with people. I, I'm not the I'm not the kind of guy that's going to get into it with someone because uh, I have. I have, I'm reclaiming my time. <laughs> I just can't talk to people about it. Um, There's just no reasoning. But this is someone I love very much. So this person, unnamed, said, uh, we have enough starving people in our own country, and these people think they're going to come in and get a, a free handout. It's just, it's just not right. Do you agree? Oh, beloved relative. Uh, I don't agree, I said. Um, I, I will say that we have poverty in our country, that we have a huge crisis in Flint, Michigan, that we're paying no attention to. Uh, We have um, people living well below the poverty level, the homeless, although Trump said uh, that the homeless situation's only been going on for two years recently. Again, get some help, but, Anyway, I said it's not a matter of do I agree with the fact that we have starving people in our own country, it's how they're being treated. I said, have you have you looked at how we're treating these these human beings, these people? And that seemed to end the conversation, but it's just it's just madness. Like you can't look at these pictures and of course people think that we're we're doctoring them and you know, it's all all made up. But anyway, I am not, this is not what this podcast is about, but this is just what I start looking at, and then my head explodes like the guy in scanners. So um, I'll do drag. I will um, go to Disney for a day. I've been listening to a podcast called Retro Disney World. Um, The podcast is incredible if you're a Disney fan, especially if you're a Disney fan from the 70s and 80s. It doesn't, go, it doesn't talk about anything beyond 1990, I don't think. But I'm a, I'm a, a person, I'm a boy, I'm a man who uh, grew up going to Disney. I went for the first time in 1979. I remember it vividly, and it made me want to work there. And I got to, I got to work there. So, uh, but we went almost every year. I think we went every other year until I was a senior in high school. And then I dropped off for a bit. And then, uh, back in like 93, I went back with my friend Alicia and we had the best time. And we went to the studios, uh, which were now the MGM. And, uh, then I started to work there in 94 and I worked there for four and a half years. So, um, yeah, so Disney's in my blood. So this podcast is great. The minutiae of which they talk about these rides or these events or these resorts or really anything uh, is amazing. I, I want to say there's a, there's high-level Asperger's behind it. Um, there's savants as far as the knowledge. They're also really, really funny and down-to-earth. I don't know their politics. It never comes up. Uh, they just seem like people I'd want to hang out with. But it's called Retro Walt Disney World, and uh, it's all I listen to now. So I have lost myself in, like, the details of what are on the tables in the scenes in the Carousel of Progress, and where they're from, and were they in the 64 World's Fair. And they just did a, I listened to a three-hour podcast about the ride, Horizons, which is what I'm saying is to blame for my sorrow— As far as what the world turned into and what the world, what the future was supposed to be in my mind, and I, they were they were playing music from the ride, um, from the attraction Horizons that they had recorded, I guess live in the in the 80s. They must have gone through with a recorder, Um, but I was like sobbing in my car, like this was what it was supposed to be like, and now we're fucked. So, diversions. I am looking for diversions to take my mind away from, uh, this fucking horror show. So, um, it, I was uh, lucky enough during my time away from Babe to sit in, uh, presentations by a woman named April Dinwiddie, And April Dinwiddie uh, is... Uh, an author Uh, she has a podcast she's an activist mostly adoption uh, adoption um, activism and she's incredible but she talked about like without getting political like she literally is like standing on her head to try and take her mind off things like she's doing yoga she's listening to podcasts she's like diverting herself you have to have something right to take your mind off of this because it's it's if you consume yourself with it, which I have um, at times, it, it's going to make you... you're going to check yourself in to, uh, t- to Brylin. So um, so April Dinwoodie, who I really recommend... so here's what I recommend. A, find a podcast that has nothing to do with politics. There's so many good ones that have to do with politics, but find one that has nothing to do with politics. Um, I can provide you a list just... Email me, and I'll, I'll send you a list. Here's my email. Would somebody please email me something? <laughs> my email is Sean, S-H-A-U-N, 72, I as in India, at yahoo.com. Send me a question. Somebody. If I get one, I will feature it on the air. <laughs> uh, yeah, great. So, yeah, somebody do that, please. I uh, have – I'm listening to a podcast called Homophilia, which is – they usually interview uh, somebody that's gay or gay-adjacent talking about um – what, what's, what they're listening to, what they're watching, what their life view is. It's really, really good. Uh, of course, there's My Favorite Murder. I cannot get enough of it. It's so good. I could listen to that for days. I'd rather listen to, uh, about murders than hear about planes, airports being taken over in the Revolutionary War, honestly. Um, There's retro uh, Walt Disney World. There's another one called uh, the Florida Project, which is more it's it's more Disney savants, but it's more current like top 10 quick, quick service food restaurants at the Magic Kingdom. That's what I want to talk about. Um, there was an episode of Retro Walt Disney World where they were really focused and obsessed with the the chilled fruit cocktail at uh, the, the main restaurant at the Polynesian and how people would go back for this this amazing fruit cocktail and how cold it was. That's what I want to focus on, cold fruit cocktail. Um, I've been listening to uh, Pop Culture Happy Hour, which is uh, terrific. There's another one called Pop Rocket, but it's actually... it's it's stopping uh they're not doing uh, pop rocket anymore uh, there's a million there's a million but so find a pocket Inst- instead of listening to the news on the radio once in a while lose yourself in something else so there's that um i'm not telling you to do drag <laughs> uh what if i was just do it you could borrow my wig it was made in the netherlands um and that is, I will give you every detail on that uh, that comeback in, in, a, in a future episode, so don't worry. Um, but, yeah, I, get a project going that has an end goal. Um, maybe it's drag. Maybe it's you're going to run your first 5K. Um, I have friends that are, I used to be a runner. That's a, that's a whole other topic. But uh, I no longer run due to a crumbling uh, spinal cord and vertebrae, but uh, i it, it's something to lose yourself in and get your mind clear. Um, exercise. So part of reclaiming my time is my... Uh, I was gonna say my relationship. My membership with the Jewish Community Center. I, we have a family membership, everyone. Did you know that? Guess how many times our family goes to the JCC to have fun as a family? Fitness. Fitness fun! Uh, not many times, but, uh, it comes out of my bank account every month. And I, so we're going this weekend, we're going to go to the splash pad, uh, at the JCC with the kids. So it's a start, right? But, um, I'm going to, I don't want a personal trainer making me do shit. I'm going to do my own thing, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. And we know how I am with resolutions, but I feel like the 4th of July is a good time to start like, independence from things. And independence from uh, focusing on shit show USA is is probably a good thing. So I'm going to uh, also, I uh, made contact with East Meets West Yoga. It's time to get back into yoga. Um, I have paid for sessions I haven't gone to yet. So I'm going to maybe take slow flow vinyasa. Uh, no politics there. No children in cages there. Um, no president making fun of disabled reporters. There, it's just vinyasa slow flow, um, and then uh, so yoga, and then also I'm a Unitarian Universalist. What are we all about? Huh? I'll tell you some other time. But uh, we take summers off in the UU faith, <laughs> but we don't have to. But the, usually the the Reverend will go uh, on some sort of sabbatical, take some time off, and then the the um, the congregation does a service. So let's say I wanted to do a service, and I wanted it to be about, uh, my friend Alicia did a service on, on laughter and humor, and uh, oh, she chose all the readings, and, and um, I sang, what did I sing? Get Happy, which was great. Uh, and so, so I'd like to attend some of those. I just want to get back into that church. I have not, I need to reclaim my time. My, t- my time is, well, you know, if you're a parent, your, what your time is spent doing. But my time, a lot of my time has been spent glued to... Uh, I'm like a, a news junkie. After September 11th, I, my eyes couldn't get enough of, of what was going on in the news. And it was, a, it was so bad that I started seeing a, a therapist because I was just, like, obsessed with, like, how many times can I watch the documentary How the Towers Fell? Um, yeah, uh, many, many times, I'm telling you that. So uh, I spend a lot of time reading articles about what's going on in the world, and it's just fucking me up. So let me ask you this. Are you fucked up, too, in the head by what's going on around you? I, I Again, my tens of listeners, I feel like there's not many of you who are like, fuck this shit. He got political, and now I'm tuning out. I thought he was a uh, conservative Republican. <laughs> no, so I don't feel like I'm gonna lose a lot of people here. Uh, but, so I'm going to assume that maybe it's, that you're troubled too. So what should you do? What, what do you do to, um, to divert your attention? and reclaim your time away from this, this dumpster fire. So uh, maybe it's baking, or maybe you should just wa- sit and watch the um, the British Bake Off on Netflix. Speaking of Netflix, Stranger Things just started again. Why, why don't you watch that? Or Chernobyl, nothing cheers a person up <laughs> more than watching people people's faces melt off on HBO. Um, so yeah, I'm, my, my diversions have been dragged and now I'm going to Disney for a day. At what lengths will I go to get some fucking magic? I ask you. So I can't wait to come back from Disney and tell you what it's all about. Um, what it's all about. You know what it's about, but what the day was like. Yeah. What was the day like? Will I be sunburned when I return? Oh my gosh. What will I have purchased? If it rains, uh, so help me, Jesus, I'm throwing myself off a ledge. (laughs) I guess I'll just have to buy a poncho. At least I'll still be in Disney. Oh, God, please don't let it rain. We make great plans to divert ourselves, but sometimes you have to have a plan B. Right now, I have no plan B. Uh, For for drag, I had a couple of plan Bs. Like, if this doesn't happen, I will do this. And if, like, I did a practice night for my makeup. I just did one eye. It took an hour to paint one eye of makeup on my face. I'm like, ooh, you ought to practice, girl. So um, I actually considered going up barefoot if I couldn't walk in these heels, which were, it was, I don't know how people do it. How do your ankles not snap? I, Ladies and gentlemen, how do your ankles not, not snap? I don't know. Flat, it's flats for me. Mamie wears flats. Um, so I'm really, I'm going to, this is the summertime, right? And another thing I'm going to focus on is this podcast, because I really, I, I, I hope this is a good one. I have not gone, I have not, I'm not editing as I go. I'm just talking, and I probably won't listen to it, and I will post it. I told a coworker whatever comes out of my mouth, I'm just posting it just to get it out there, because it's been so fucking long. But I just think we need to take care of ourselves. We need to, we need to sort of steal our nerves a little bit, and not get super lost in this, because it is bad. Oh my God, you guys. So bad, right? Okay, Uh, so, you know, Disney is not for everyone. Maybe you're gonna plan a a trip to uh, Paris. (gasps) Have you ever been to Paris? Maybe it's time to go. I suggest a 10-day stay. (laughs) Of course, all this shit costs money, too, so maybe it's just you're gonna clean out your cupboards, but uh, some diversion, please. Uh, so, okay, so the the new format going forward is going to be this. You're going to email me something. I don't care what it is. We love you, Sean. Uh, we don't love you. Your voice is way too nasally. Your Buffalo accent is... Uh, I feel like I, I'm okay. I have one for sure, but it's not like... Um, <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a place here called uh, Mike Varney Nissan. It's a car dealership, and my coworker Michael always says, if you really want a taste of of what the Buffalo accent is about. It's their jingle that's often played on Radio 930, W-B-E-N, and it goes, Mike Varney, Nissan." <laughs> it's like a really good a good example of a Buffalo accent. So I know I have one. It's okay. Why am I talking about this? Oh, maybe that's your diversion. Learn a new language. Okay. I'll get by Babel or Rose, uh, what's it called? <laughs> Not Rosebud. That's a drag queen. Uh, Rosetta Stone, yeah. You could probably do it on your phone. Um, look through some old magazine. I don't know. Just just reclaim your fucking time. This is... you. Life is too short, and, you know, it could end <laughs> within days. Who knows if we, you know, if there's a, an Iranian airstrike. Uh, we actually went to World Refugee Day here in Buffalo, which was amazing. It was so great. Um, it's... it's uh, I don't know. Look that up too. So I love you all. I'm I've run out of things to say. I'm just you have some jobs to do here. The exploding head of I think it's Al Waxman's head that explodes in scanners. That's me every day listening to the news. Um, Maxine Waters reclaiming my time. Enjoy it. And when somebody gets in your business and it's 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 something that's pulling you away from something that's like feeding your fucking soul. Say it. Reclaiming my time. All up in their face. You're not going to do that, right? No, maybe you would. Uh, But take some time to protect yourself here. Find a diversion, because if you get lost, if you fall down that rabbit hole, it can be, your head will explode. That's all I'm saying. Oh, my God. What have I said? It's so good to be back. Back here in my dining room, <laughs> drinking my iced mocha. I'm excited, I am off today, and I am going to make the most out of this day. I have everything sort of planned out. Whenever I have a little time away from my beloved husband and, and cherished son, I always make a list of like 3,000 things to do. I'm gonna do a podcast, I'm gonna trim my beard, I'm gonna sweep the front stoop, I'm gonna go to the mall, I'm gonna see my mom, I'm gonna write out thank you notes. like. I end up doing like three or four of the 1,000 things on the list, but I'm going to reclaim my time today. And I love you all. I hope that, you're, that you'll are that you stick with me now that I'm back. I don't know when the next one's going to be. I'm aiming for every two weeks. Does that sound reasonable? Okay. Um, retro Disney does well, just once a month. They make everybody wait. Should I be like that? I don't know. Okay. I'm rambling. I'll talk to you later. I love you. It's kisses. All right. Bye.